0: Welcome to episode number one of Live Empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Summerhour. In this inaugural episode, I get to tell you a little bit about me and what I hope you get from this program. Live Empowered will be a place that uses information, education, and even entertainment that will encourage you to experiment with and explore different aspects of your life so you can find those things that empower you and lead you to the path of empowering others. Whether it's Live Empowered or my upcoming series, Divorce is Not a Destination, these conversations will be a place where empowered people empower people. There we go. Yeah, I get claps for getting the weight bot off. So... I'm Dr. Lisa Summerhour and I want to thank those of you who got my last minute notification that I was going to be starting my podcast this morning and you took the time out of your Saturday to be here. This is Live Empowered with me, Dr. Lisa Summerhour, and I have been talking about starting a podcast for close to almost three years, almost three years, and as things happen and as divine intervention, and God's planning, a series of things happened that made this possible for me on this particular platform. And so the first person I want to thank is a gentleman named Terry Wallman. And Terry Wallman is a phenomenal uh, artist, uh, guitarist, but he is a consummate podcast viewer. And I met Terry a few years ago. And as soon as I found out that he hosted a podcast, I adopted him as my podcast coach. (laughs) And what happened was he ended up moving to this platform here on Fireside and it benefited him to have, hey, Stephanie, it benefited him to have uh, someone to kind of moderate the back office, the background of his podcast. And I volunteered to do that for him. So I have been working on this podcast sort of in the background for uh, I, I'm gonna say maybe close to a year now. I'm not even sure when I started working with Terry, but it was because of working with him that I started getting more serious and more confident about having my own podcast. And for those of you who know me, you know uh, I've, I'm obviously, I'm okay in front of the camera. I used to do things like this for a living on uh, on stage and, and film and television, but it's something different when it's when it's mine, it's my podcast, right? And often it may just be me here, but I wanted to take this opportunity today and just introduce myself and have me get comfortable being here and uh, and maybe get some questions from you while I'm here. Um, my purpose for doing this, I, I have to say, you know, sometimes things come from the craziest of places and they come from really positive experiences. And sometimes we learn from the things that aren't going the way we want them to go. And for me, just looking at the world today and bringing that down to a micro level of how we're dealing with each other in relationships and how we are experiencing life uh, personally and individually. I really just got tired. I'm tired of all the negativity, right? I am tired of the ease of the use of sarcasm, constantly. And it's not that I don't do it. I, I come from a family of really funny, really sarcastic kind of loud women. And I just spent a weekend with my mother and her four sisters. So I was like overdosed on it. So I, I get it. We can joke and laugh about all sorts of things. I think my, I think my challenge is I don't see the balance. And I think we need that balance. I think we need that balance of being just as free with showing love and concern and care as we are with giving criticism and, and sarcasm, and I and I I don't take it lightly because I think it is manifesting on uh, our in, in our individual lives, in our homes, in schools, on playgrounds. Have you watched a baseball game lately and seen the parents come out of the stands and attacking the refs? There's there's literally a decrease in high school uh, and and inter and mural athletic getting referees, people who want to be referees, they are dropping like flies because they cannot take the abuse from the parents. So I look at it on that level, but then let's just look at our country and our world and how easy it's become for us to just go after each other, figurative, figuratively and literally. Um, and then let's look at it at a global stage and look at what's happening in places like Ukraine. And and I just don't, <clears throat> I think these things are connected. I think it's it's how we've learned to live and what we have determined to be acceptable behavior. And it creates this atmosphere that kind of anything goes. And, and I can say the ugliest, meanest thing to you and say, I'm just keeping it real, or I'm just joking, or you're too sensitive. So that was sort of the impetus for, for some of this happening. The other thing is I am a life coach. I work with people professionally and personally and helping them develop so that they can live with empowerment and they can lead their best selves forwards in their lives, whether it's personal or professional, whether it's romance related or not. Um, just helping people dig deeper in themselves to pull out what I believe is innately in all of us anyway. I think everything that we need right now is already in us. And I think, I think sometimes we forget how to tap into it And then when we tap into it, I think it scares the freaking bejeebers out of us, honestly. I think we see this good and this love and all of this inside of us. And it's just like, what do I do with that? Or or another thing that can happen is if someone shows that to you, somebody demonstrates that kind of love and care and concern. um, I think we've even become a little conditioned to take negativity and criticism and sarcasm a little bit easier because we can kind of, you know, brush that off. And when it's somebody who really comes to you with concern and love and it doesn't have this um, this, this uh, motivation or, or uh, manipulation behind it, I think it can throw us off a little bit and we're not really sure how to receive it. So I want to have a podcast. I want to create an environment that is going to be encouraging, it's going to be empowering, and it's going to touch people In a way that helps them take the next best step for themselves in their lives because i think if we can um, thank you you've heard the saying hurt people hurt people i believe empowered people empower people and and so if we can find ways to empower ourselves i think it puts us in a wonderful position to be able to help other people do the same thing and i think that's how we actually change the world because we change the world a ripple at a time starting from where we are and it always starts with us, right? So I, I spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of time working on me. I'm I'm a lifelong learner. I've I've got the degrees and all that stuff. I also have the student loan debt that goes with it. So I ain't saying that's the end all and be all either. But it was my way of finding different ways to feel like I was pouring into myself. And I want to be able to do that for other people without the student loan debt. Um, so that that's one thing. So that's sort of how the show, how this pie came into being. It's, it's a natural extension for me of what I was already doing. And there are just different motivations behind it. So some of the things that, that I want to talk about during these podcasts, uh, one, it won't just be me all the time. Uh, I do have a, a, I feel like some days I have a lot to say. Uh, but I really, I have a list of people that I have already earmarked to bring on to interview that have things happening in their lives or, or are doing things in other people's lives that are really making a difference. And there are people in places doing things that we wouldn't normally think about. And then when you get to meet them, you're gonna realize how we can impact people off the beaten path. There's no big bright light shining on them but they're changing their lives and they're changing the lives of other people. And I'm, I'm just, I just had someone come to mind and I'm gonna give this as an example because I have already told him, I'm, I'm interviewing you on this show. But I, I talked to a friend of mine, his name is Fred. Uh, he was also uh, an entertainer. We actually worked together on a TV, uh, TV show, one of the special victim units, the Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Uh, we played a husband and wife on the show. And that's where I met Fred and we've stayed in touch. And then thank God because of the internet, we're able to communicate quite regularly. He is one of the people that I, I just adore this man. He's a big guy. He's a, he's a massive man. He's a, he's a tall statuous guy with this wonderful deep uh, baritone voice. Uh, And he is a gentle spirit and just a giving individual. So I spoke to him a few days ago and he told me about a young man. He was coaching in basketball and he tells the story of this young man coming here from Rwanda, and he finds out he's living in a home by himself, going back and forth to school. And he takes the initiative to get some moms in the neighborhood to start making meals and making sure this kid is eating. And now we fast forward, I don't know how many years, and he finds out that this young man is now a bone specialist or a bone surgeon. So he has gone on to really forged this incredible path uh, for himself to change other people's lives. And so much of that has to do with the fact that uh, Fred poured into him as a high school student so he could get into college. And, and he told me, he said, you know, other people been offered a scholarship and offered an opportunity to go to school. And he came to Fred and said, but that's not where I wanna go. That's not the degree program I want. And of course, people thought he was nuts. But Fred encouraged him, go where your heart tells you you're supposed to be so that you can do what it is you're supposed to do. And this is the kind of thing. These are the kind of people that I want to bring here to introduce you to, um, because I'm always going to challenge you. Um, The coach in me is always alive and well. And I, I, I want every show to give an opportunity for you to look at how you're living your life so that you can be reminded of the power that you have to empower other people. And so I hope you find encouragement coming here, but I also hope that people tap into the reality that you are here and have unlimited potential to be the change that somebody needs to see, to be the encouragement that somebody needs, to be the support. So I I have things like, um, it's your wonderful life. Uh, I call it, It's Your Wonderful Life uh, Story Outline. And I teach people how to look at their lives and this is where this comes from. So tell me, clap or raise your hand or something if you know the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. I'm not the only one. Is anyone else out there? So It is in my holiday movie track. Like there are movies that I watch every holiday. It's a Wonderful Life is one of them. Miracle on 34th Street, Queen Latifah's film. Oh gosh, The Holiday, that's on my list. Um, there's a, there are a couple other ones, but they're like four or five that I'm going to watch maybe even on repeat, but it's a wonderful life is one of my favorites because I think many of us need to look at our own. It's a wonderful life experience because you have one, you know, that you're, you're always leaving an impression, whether it's intentional or not. And so I actually do an exercise with people and I'll share it with you. Now you can do it. Um, And I I have a a actually free PDF, I'm going to have to give you guys links to to ways to access some of my stuff on my on my website. Um, But I have a PDF that walks you through how to do this exercise. But what the exercise lets you do is like right now, right now, and if somebody wants to come on stage and have this conversation, I would love to invite someone on stage to actually do this exercise with you. Because I think it's just going to have you leave here thinking, ah. I didn't think about the fact that I had had that kind of impact. So you can go to lower left on your screen. There's a couple little bars there. And if you click that, you can ask to be invited on stage. Oh, here we go. I got to take her. I got to take her. It's Stephanie. So glad to see you. Hey,
1: Lisa. So glad to see you.
0: This is so crazy that this is how I get to meet you, but I'm, I'm <laughs> beyond excited that this is happening. So, for those of you who are new, Stephanie is a, a veteran podcaster on this platform, and she's also sort of a, a coach for podcasts. I know she- in the background, helping a lot of people with their shows, so it's an honor to have you here. And I don't know if you want to get on video, please do. Otherwise, we'll do it just like this. But
1: I might cause tears if I go on video right now. My children <laughs> are teenagers; they keeping me up late and get right. me up early. <laughs>
0: well, me you, thank, thank goodness for false eyelashes. And the, I was, I was at 10, five minutes after nine, going. Uh, this will be a good time to put a little makeup on, right? Hey, I'm how here, about getting out of your pajamas? Yeah, and then yeah. I looked. At it's like you're trying to put it on with your toes. Yes, so, ma'am. Okay, so this is this is gonna be one of my many, it's a wonderful life session. So I okay. want one or two people in your in your life who you have helped in some way. Mm-hmm. And it could be work or personal, but you you've supported them or you encouraged them to do something. Who think of those two people. Okay, I got it. You got them in? Okay. Mm -hmm. And what can you, what can you tell? You don't have to tell us their names. What can you tell us about the two of them that the the things that you helped them with?
1: So one was a newly divorced mom who had, who was still in the process of raising four children, but they were getting older. So it wasn't the intensity of like, you know, babies or infants, they're all in their teens and post-divorce. And just coming out of, I mean really just coming out of her marriage and moving out. She was having a really hard time getting her feet solidly on the ground. Like, who am I? What value can I contribute to the world? What skill gap may I be experiencing that's going to prevent me, at least initially, from even being employed? And so she was feeling really lost. And uh, and she wound up joining a community group um, that was political in nature, that um, was on the—I'll keep this non-political— that I had concerns about relative to its impact on the world and voting and some other things. And so I sat her down and I was like, so I think that you are needing a sense of community. And I think that is incredibly important. And when you're needing that sense of connection and community, and it's hard to find that terra firma, it can be really easy to get drawn into groups who have messages that feel community related, but that can be harmful. Mm. And she really fought back on that with me because we're pretty tribal in nature. And I think she was thinking, and so long story short, she finally called me one day in tears and said, Oh my gosh, you were right. It was toxic. It was scary. And I said, girl, let's go get a glass of wine right now. And she was apologizing to me and apologizing. And I said, listen, as someone who has gone through divorce and has been through the process of not knowing where am I going to add value? What am I going to do? I understand that vulnerability. So I have a heart for that. And so the cool thing now is that she actually is employed. I just wound up connecting her with a bunch of business owners and just said, just do informational interviews. See where you might even fit. You've been a mom, just a mom, as if that's all she did for four (laughs) children. Anyway, so she's actually happily in a relationship now. Listen, I'm not saying I made her, but I felt happy that I could be a part of that path that was hard for her. Does that make sense?
0: It makes total sense. So, so this is what I I like people to kind of examine and explore. And those of you who are listening to this, if you thought of one or two people where you can go, oh, you know, I talked to this person or I've guided this or mentored this person. So with Stephanie, I'm also a divorcee and this will Mm -hmm. also, I've been married more than once. And I really believe that there is a stigma that gets attached to women. That's different than men when we're divorced. And if we've been divorced more than once. And I really want people to be able to, to dig down into who they are and not be defined by any one or two experiences in their lives. It's something we go through, not who we are. So for you to step in and help her at that time, I understand how powerful that can be and not having four children. So for her, so this conversation that you had with her, if you think about that environment that she could have gotten drawn into, because you're right, I believe we are all tribal. And I think we look for that connection. The path that her life could have taken had she gotten drawn into that and kind of been absorbing more negativity and more stress yeah. versus where she ended up now. And she's working now, you said? She is. Like she has a good job and she's in a really sweet
1: relationship with a really wonderful man who has gotten to know all of her kids. And she, she, she keeps calling me to say, I feel like I have now remembered who I am and I can stand on my own and I know what drives me. I know my moral compass. I remember myself. And you know, Lisa, if we could all behave in this way, right? In other words, what fuels my fire and my passion to help other people sometimes can be fueled by my own past experiences where I say, Hey, listen, I went through that too. I'd be happy to be an ear or give you advice just based on my experience, or you can just sit with someone if you have no idea mm-hmm. what they're going through, or you've never been in their shoes. But we have to remember a lot of women have oftentimes had to be immaculately strong. And when I say immaculately, there's a lot wrapped up into that word. Mm-hmm. You need, you yeah. need to blend. Yep. And then when you look at someone who is post-divorced or you look at anybody in their life, who's in that walk, it is oddly rare that people come alongside women or even young women and just willing to mentor, willing to, willing to listen, willing to say, look, based on zero experience, here's what I'm seeing. And maybe I have some advice for you and maybe I don't, but I, I really, it, it is genuinely my passion is leaning into people from completely different walks of life or very similar different walks of life and just say, look, I might have a tad bit I can offer here. Right, because I'm not going to be 54 and waste that. Like, right. I got some life in your- <laughs> I
0: don't, I don't know where you are, but we may have to do a um, virtual wine, wine, wine <laughs> night because this year I turned 60, and and I got to tell you, for for folks out there, as you age, for women anyway, for a lot of the women, it's yeah. happening as we get older, and it's yeah. just yeah. Yes. Yes. I do. I actually do. I now feel like I should say something and it's not to impose our thoughts or wills or perspective Mm -hmm. on someone. It's to give them that information and then empower them to know you have everything inside of you. You need to make the best decision for you. Here's some more information to add to that as you're deciding.
1: Lisa, I love it, and I'm so happy you're going to do this. Because look, at the end of the day, I just got off of a trial where I was jury foreman. Oh, and I'm going to tell you right now, like people are still not okay.
0: No, and the
1: fact that to do this podcast because people need to remember who they are. Like everyone, I can throw this sheet. Thank you, Stephanie. (laughs) Everyone is exhausted. Everyone has had whether it's health issues, mental health issues, whatever, financial, terrible economic despair, everybody, people are still not okay. So I think there's this element of like, we want to be skipping down the yellow brick road with our ruby lead slippers, and we're still tired. Yeah. And, the, and that yellow brick road, maybe some of us can't even see right now. And so remembering who we are as people is remembering that Really, we don't have to wake up every day angry. We don't have to wake up every day. Because uh, you know what? That has been programmed now. And we have normalized violence as yep. a me Getting screamed at and yeah, chased step. after. And you know what? It's time. And if we don't speak up, then who will? Because mm-hmm. listen, I love her. I, yeah, I can't was, wait to have her. Never... All of you have never met any of you in real life. And it couldn't matter less. And it Anthony could not helped matter less.
0: Because I could not. I didn't know to it, I be quiet. So thank you, Anthony, because we, we might still be listening to WaitBot in the back. <laughs> I was like, this is driving me nuts. No, it, it really is. We, we truly have more power. This is not brain surgery. It's not rocket science. And someone once said, yeah, well, even if it were, rocket science actually comes with instructions. Like, you can build a rocket because there's a, there's a schematic for it. It's really about us just being humans, being human, being and it, we wake up, I, I just recently said to someone, they wake up every day and listen to talk radio and I'm listening to talk radio. And for the first 15 minutes, I was like, there hasn't been one positive thing happening on here. It's either been direct, crazy sarcasm and rudeness from the, from the, from the person talking or it's negative news about a kid getting murdered. And let's delve into what that must've been like. No, let's not. And so that that was one. I, I have friends that listen to you know ESPN, the sports channel. I love athletics. I was an athlete all through school, but I realized if I have that channel on too long, what I hear is nothing but yelling back and forth. Everything is amped up. Everything is high energy and it will leave you feeling this sense of stress and anxiety and you won't even know where it came from because you're just absorbing. I don't think we can look at things, hear things, and not absorb it. It's this. It's like if you smell something. If you smell something, the smell doesn't just go away. It's You've taken it in. And I think we need to be really conscious about what we choose to take in, because it is impacting our output. You can't put out anything that you haven't taken in. So if you're If what you are taking in is a lot of negativity, a lot of anxiety, I see someone else on a lot of anxiety ridden on here. Anthony, I see you. I'm trying to get you on a a lot of anxiety ridden information. That's probably what you're going to be putting out. And it may not seem like that's what you're doing. Anthony, I don't know what happened to you there. It may not seem like that's what you're doing. There he is. It may not seem like that's what you're doing because we have a way of kind of justifying our behavior. It's like, oh, well, you know, everybody knows I have this sense of humor or everybody knows I got a, got a, got a little bit of an edge on me. Yeah, but how is that impacting people? How are you showing up? So, so let me give you a little bit of my background. I work in the diversity, inclusion, equity, and engagement space. Um, and then I do really, really fun stuff like race, racism, yeah. Um, So so you can imagine uh, some of the days in my weeks are are a little bit, they can be a little stressful. Um, Fortunately, I have this other side where I do empowerment and engagement coaching. And I feel like I get to deal with individuals who are in a position where even if they don't know if they're ready, they're really willing to have transformation happen in their lives. Um, but one of the things that that we work with, even in the DE and I space, is not focusing so much on the diversity part of it, or the even the it's focusing on engagement. And so that for me is a crossover in all of the areas that I work with, because I feel like if we can engage people and learn how to keep people engaged in a healthy way, we then have the power to to make really healthy changes for everybody around us. Because in order to keep somebody engaged, you have to give a crap. You have to care how you're coming off. You have to care about the impact of your message more than the intentions behind your message. I'm gonna say that again, because if you don't take, if you got a pen, if you have a pen, write this one down because it's applicable everywhere in your life. Be more concerned about the impact of your message than you are about your intentions behind the message. Because we will say things to people And when we realize it's hit them a certain way, uh, we can get defensive and a little bit, you know, off put by saying and say things like, oh, well that's, you know, that's not what I meant. That wasn't what I intended. And all of that may be true, but just think about it. When that's happened to you, do you feel heard or seen or valued? No, because now you're already hearing what, what it meant to them and you're trying to tell them that hurt your feelings. So if I'm concerned about how it impacted you first, I want to ask Stephanie or Anthony or whomever, you know, tell me what that felt like for you because I obviously missed the boat on that. And then I have to be willing to sit and listen to that. And it may not feel good, but this is what it is to be engaged. This is what it is to create an environment where engagement can happen. And once we get past that, I can ask you, can I share with you what my intentions were? I realized I completely missed the, the mark, but I want to share with you what my intentions were And now I get where you're coming from, and I'm going to make it my business to not go here with you again, right? Anthony, thank you for
2: joining me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for calling me up. (laughs) This is a great thing you're doing.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I see some wonderful person in the picture with you. Who is this? I'm Jill. I'm his wife. Oh, huh, okay. And they're both on here. Oh my gosh. So- but I'm not
2: I'm not seeing my own video. I'm not seeing me up on your screen.
0: Let me see. Did you invite for video?
2: No, you, you have to uh,
0: hold on. Here we go.
2: There we go. Now, now I can see you're my.
0: And this is great for me because everyone's going to so, find. So, are you um, on this? I
2: spectrum? so much agree. Yes. 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 Okay. We have it. Look, Jill, let me try this. The
0: delay Maybe I she think can audio delay. <laughs> ah, beautiful.
2: So, uh, Jill and I have a podcast called I'm Right, I'm Right.
0: Well,
2: it's like, I'm right. I'm right. So, <laughs> so, but we are all about um, showing a positive image. So on our show, it's, it's a little comical, but we never make fun of anyone. And I also live my life with the basis of positive and negative. So I listen to what I say. And if I say something that's negative, like, you know, judging someone because I don't know, because they're angry, even, mm-hmm. um, I have to look at myself and say, hey, well, is this emotion I'm feeling a negative or positive? And if it's a negative, I'm going to try to do something to change that, to correct that. So I approach everything I do, everything I say, everybody I meet with that eye of, is this positive or negative thing? And if it's a negative, how can I turn that into a positive?
0: Mm. Yeah, and that is that mm. is a huge component of that engagement concept of how do I... And always leaving a legacy. I tell people we're, you're leaving a legacy with every interaction. Now it's either done intentionally or it's whatever vestige you've left behind you that you weren't paying attention to. But trust me, when you walk away, Absolutely. you've left something with them that they're going to go. You know that Anthony guy was hmm, or that Anthony guy was hmm, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So when we're intentional so, about yes,
1: what have I left? In? And I work in the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and I, I, my professional uh, background is is with the written word. Um, so I find that words matter, especially on paper or in publications and everything. So I try to be an everyday activist
0: with what I do with words. Okay, we're this is definitely a sipping session when we get together, when I get together with Stephanie and we get you any beverage you want doesn't have to be alcoholic. But yeah, I'm write as well, Bill. So some of my background, because people are on here, they're like, Who is she? So, so my background, I have, I'll start with the education stuff first. I have a bachelor's degree in sociology, Trenton State University, Jersey in the house. I have a (laughs) master's from Indiana Wesleyan. Then I went and got a doctorate from Olivet Nazarene and that's in uh, leadership. All of my, my uh, most of my education is from, from faith-based Christian schools. And then I went back and I got a, a, another master's in Christian studies from Grand Canyon University. So my last, oh, wow. yeah, are actually leadership focused. Uh, my doctorate is a focus on ethics. So mm-hmm. my mom would say to me, okay, that's great, but no one's hiring you. Cause. Make <laughs> any money like that. Nobody's <laughs> walking around the halls of their building. Uh-huh. So just about all my degrees. I was in my fifties when I finished. So yeah. So it's never too late. Uh, yeah. They will, they will bill you no matter how old you are. They don't care. That's- right. I, I still. Saw- Um, But for me, it was about creating some sort of a packaging for everything that I had been doing in my life so that people could see like, okay, this stuff does make sense. There's like a cohesive uh, nature to to this woman's eclectic kind of lifestyle because I am that kind of nomad. My niece refers to me as the Renaissance lady um, because I do have a lot of varied interests. I have written songs. I wrote a song two years ago that ended up getting a sync license on a Netflix show background. I just did That's background cool. vocals on Tommy Davidson. I have written a couple of books that I've self-published. So I, I do have a really eclectic background. And for me, it's part of how I empower people. I tell people what this is about is I want to encourage people to experiment with life so they can find the paths to empowerment that work for them, the path to empowerment that work for them, mm-hmm. because it's different for all of us. And it doesn't have to be one thing. It doesn't have to be one thing. We, we, we have to be willing to just kind of uh, take those risks, some calculated risks with our own lives so that we can stretch ourselves and see what really is possible. And if I hadn't been willing to do that in my own life, I would have missed out on a lot of amazing and sometimes crazy things that I'm really glad I got to experience, that I'm really glad I got to experience. Yes, yes. So since I have you here... Because as we, as we grow... Go ahead, Joe. I, yeah. I was going to say, as we as we as we grow
1: older, we change. So it makes sense that we pivot with what we do as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And and it just it gives that's us what I've done anyway. <laughs> we're always lifelong learning and continued growth, and it keeps us from kind of being put in a box that we have to stay in forever and ever and ever because that's how other people see us. You know, it's like, oh, well, what are you? What are you doing
1: Right, now? right. Because I keep saying people are like, you're in such and such box, and I keep saying, but I
0: don't
2: right. see a box. Right, <laughs> right. You are absolutely correct about never stop learning. Now, I do not have multiple degrees, but I That's never great. stop yeah. something else, doing research on something else uh, to figure out, you know, is there a better way to do this? How can I look at this? The, the, the be- more education we have, the better we can think and make yeah. Conscious, good decision. Yeah. I, I recently uh, actually wrote a book of spoken word What's poetry. The of it? What's the name? Uh, of it? It's called "Living and Dying." It's okay. not out Everybody yet. Keep your ears out.
0: tuned for "Living and Dying" by <laughs> Anthony Cordova, so that when it is out, uh, you can get back on Fireside and go to his uh, podcast, so he can tell you when it's going to be coming out.
2: Yes, well, thank thank you for that. But uh, the whole uh, subject matter of the whole book is racism and caste system in the United States, okay. and it's it's one of the things that I had learned that you know we really do live in a caste system in this country, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but no one wants to admit it. <laughs> you know, it's like this big secret that's right in front of us, but no one will acknowledge it that it, that it exists. Well, I, um, yeah. well, so I want to thank part you. Of, I'm sorry. I go would, ahead. I,
0: no, I want to thank you for, for contributing to that. Let me see. I, I'm just going to say that that scholarly information because that's what, what it is because it's, it's something that's needed. And I, I think we need as many voices as possible sharing different perspectives and perceptions about things like caste system and our, you know, the, our, our, so the, uh, uh, psychosocial dynamics of, of community and how we are all impacted differently by the different, someone, I just re- saw someone else's book, I think it's a TED talk and he did a book on the zip codes that you come from. So it's very uh-huh. And so for, for people, because I think people need to have a bunch of different ways of looking at similar information so they can see how it affects them. And so they can see how they Correct. fit into that landscape. So I, I'm going to thank you for that. I'm gonna thank you guys for being on here and please
2: somehow. I'm right.
0: I'm right. I'm right. Okay, wait, I'm gonna see I'm if right. I'm, I'm, I'm right. right. I'm right, I'm
2: right. I'm, I'm, right. Right. I, I, I I'm usually probably- right. Well, actually, usually and right. I'm
0: not, I'm not but, gonna be, you know. uh, I, I don't have to be, um, what is it? I don't have to be, <laughs> I can be biased right now because this is my podcast. So I know, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, your opinion is still valued even though hers is more right.
2: I've st- I still have some, even though most of the time I'm not right. That is correct. <laughs> but when <laughs> my father I am right, is. it's Stella. My, it's my Stella. I am so right.
0: My father would say you are a wise man. This is this is this has been wonderful. This has been wonderful uh, for several reasons. One, I'm getting to have fun working on this format. Um, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this in the back office for a uh, dear friend, Terry Woolman, and his show. And it is different when you're doing your own show and navigating all of this stuff. But I, years ago, I used to do a training, a live training and I was teaching people how to use LinkedIn platforms but I also did uh, workshops and training uh, for a for, uh, university that I worked for. So it was for students and alumni helping them in their job search process. So I used to be a recruiter. And one of the books that I've written is, uh, two of the books that I've written are actually about interviewing skills. Uh, one of them is called the Get Ready to Work Workbook, and it is on Amazon. And I've had a couple of community organizations and uh, church that have used the book to help people take through the basics of understanding what it is to prepare for an interview, uh, getting your resume together. And it's a, it's a really good book for young people. It's a good book for people who are transitioning out of uh, situations where they haven't been out in the workforce for a while because I wanted something for people that have a basic understanding, um, but not a whole lot of experience on what it's like to really be ready for a job interview. So that that's out there. Um, I'm trying to think, are there any other questions? Does anybody have any questions for me um, about my background or, or anything? I share some of my educational background. Let me see some of the other crazy stuff that usually comes up that I, I forget. Um, I spent years as a film and television actor and stage. And so one of the things you might have seen me in, anybody know Denzel Washington. Name a bell. Okay, good. So I was yeah, I was Denzel's wife in the movie Philadelphia. So that yeah. I played opposite Horace Whitaker in The Enemy Within. I played opposite Shy McBride and Bruce Willis in the So um yeah, I've done T V series, T V shows. And so I still have my SAG after-, after car. Matter of fact, I literally just paid my dues yesterday before the end of the month so that they don't run out because I tell people if all this other stuff doesn't work out, I'm falling back on yeah. an acting career. Um, I've been, I've been, I have been really, good. Yeah. now you know why I tell people I'm having a wonderful life uh, because I really, really am having a wonderful life. I know that I have been. Uh, blessed. And as a friend of mine says, I'm the most blessed and highly favored person he knows. And I, I feel that a lot of times. Um, it's just that I feel there are a lot of other people out here who are really blessed as well. And and they just forget it. And we're not living like we understand that we're blessed. We're not giving like we understand that, we ble- that we're blessed. And so thank you for Stephanie and Anthony and Jill, because I think I I have gotten on here and immediately tapped into some of my tribe in that, uh, there are other people out here who are really being intentional about putting positive energy. And I don't mean positivity like, you know, pie in the sky, unicorns and cotton candy floating around. I mean, real relevant and substantial, uh, intentional, positive thought and, and taking positive action um, because it's our behaviors at the end of the day that are going to demonstrate who we are and how we've chosen to show up. We can talk a bunch. We can think about a bunch of stuff. But it's, it's what really comes out of our mouth and what actions are we actually taking to help the person next to us have a little bit better day than they might have had if we didn't enter their lives. And if we were really all intentional about that, I honest to goodness believe there would be a dynamic shift in what the world landscape looked like. Stephanie, I see you're back with me. What's what's going on? I know. I hopped back up
1: because I just remembered that. So actually, Terry, woman can connect us, right? He can probably test oh,
0: yes. us. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yep. Okay. He's talked about you to me so much. I actually felt like I had met you already. So I was. Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> that you're actually on here, so I can finally tell him I actually met Stephanie. I okay. I, met I think you were doing a, a training actually for Fireside for yeah. No, This is wonderful. All right. So um, I, I'm i going to go back to uh, actually Stephanie sharing how she helped that person. Because if you're all thinking about or had thought about somebody, we have the ability to impact someone in a short period of time in ways that they carry into their lives for years and years and years to come. And I had told a girlfriend that I was going to speak about this uh, today, and I thought it was going to be the entire 45 minutes or an hour, but I'm, I'm glad I'm getting to it now to kind of wrap up. Last week, I had been, a few months ago, I was invited to go back to the little town in Rockville, Maryland, where my parents grew up and where they met each other in grade school. My parents divorced when I was young. My mother remarried and my my dad who raised me, my stepdad would go back to this little community. Um, She would take him back to meet friends that she grew up with and he became a part of that family as well. So when we went to reunions for my bio dad side of the family, if my stepdad wasn't with us, they were like, where is Perry? Where, where is he? And it's just that kind of community. And I was asked to come back because they honored me in one of their, for their, one of their award sessions, award ceremonies for last, for this year. But they also asked me to be keynote speaker. And it's a place that I lived when I was really, really young. I wasn't born there and I didn't end up growing up there, but my mother always made it a point to take me and my sister back there so that we always stayed in touch with my dad's side of the family. And so we always knew where she grew up and where we came from. And I described it like this. It was, it was going home. The theme was coming home. And I talked about what it means to uh, have home. What does home actually mean to you? And so if you think about home right now, think about what home means to you and the audience cuz i like having this kind of thing i like having a conversation so i even had it was 350 people there and i had them shouting out like it was a movie like they're yelling at the movie screen and it was things like home represents love it's community it's family it's food all of these things came and and this is what home means to us and then i asked you know what are the reasons that we leave home and we leave home to go off to college right we leave home to get married we leave home to go experience life or to start a new job. And I asked them, how many of you left because you were asked to leave the town? So, you know, we just, we had a lot of fun with the different reasons we leave home. But then I talked about why we come back home. And I said to them, I have lived in more than 10 different states. I think I counted 10, I may have missed one. So I've lived in 10 or more states. I've lived in more than 23, 24 different dwellings. At one point it was my car uh, and, I, and I told him, I said, don't feel too bad. It was a, it was a, old, it was a Mercedes, it was an old one, but it was a paid off one. Um, and I was literally in between having addresses at that point in my life. And I said, so I've, I've done a lot of traveling. So when people say, where, where was I from or where have I lived? I had all of these places. When they asked me, where did I grow up? I would tell them I grew up in, in New Jersey and then Milwaukee. I said, but when people ask me, where are your people from? Where are your people from? My people are from that little town in Rockville called Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park is was a small community in Rockville, Maryland, that was all black. It was an all black neighborhood. I, I just had a friend say, Did they have black and white water fountains when your mom was growing up there? My mom laughed. She said, we didn't need it. There were only black people in Lincoln Park, Maryland. It actually was one of the first places or the the first place in Rockville uh, where black people could buy land. And so my summer hour side of my family and the Israel side of my family were two of the first families to actually build home in this little Lincoln Park area of Rockville, Maryland. It's still there today. It's still a wonderful little community. It's now much more diverse than it was. And the reason this uh, group started the Lincoln Park Hall of Fame was to pay homage to all of the people who have come out of Lincoln Park that have gone on to do great things and to remind the people still coming out of Lincoln Park who they are, who they belong to, who they're associated with and where they've come from so that people like me could come back home and say thank you. So before you get off of here today, think about that as as you move on with your day today. Think about where are you from? Where are your people from? And what have they poured into you? What lessons have you learned from the people who raised you, the people who poured into you, the community that you grew up in? Um, Because I would venture to say it may have been similar to mine where if you go back there now, uh, we have 96 year old Miss Bessie is, was still at her door talking to my mom in the house across the street that my mother was you know, born in. And so some of those folks are still in the community and it was just beautiful to go back there with my mother and be there with her four sisters and visit the cemetery where my great grandparents and my grandfather are buried and drive by the houses that my great-grandmother lived in and my mother grew up in and my cousins some of them are still living in the the homes that their parents raised them in. Um, Having that sense of community and that sense of connection and that grounding meant so much to me last weekend. And it was leaving that and going into the week and doing more visiting with family. I got to go to the uh, National Museum, the African-American National Museum of African-American History in DC. I took a four-hour bus tour around the city of DC that focused on African-American highlights Um, and just getting that connection and feeling that grounding, it really empowered me to say, before this week is out, I'm getting my podcast started. Now, before I end, my podcast will probably be happening on Thursdays. I'm gonna be looking at a time that I'll be able to do this every week. Saturday morning likely will not be it. Um, but this was really about doing what I said I was gonna do and and challenging myself to get this one under my belt. So it's been a joy to be here. Um, again, this is Live Empowered with Dr. Lisa Summer Hour. And I'm gonna be coming regularly to encourage you and hopefully empower you to live your best life, to lead your best self forward, and to take somebody along for the ride while you're doing it. Figure out how you can pour some love and positivity and kindness into other people's lives but the only way that we're able to do that the only way we're able to do that is if we do it for ourselves first it's like the airplane you got to put the mask on put the oxygen on yourself before you help anybody else on board make sure that you are taking time to love on you and then practice on the people around you and uh show some grace while you're doing it because we won't get it right every day as much as we want we won't get it right every day and i and i think one of the challenges that we have when we're trying to be intentional about doing this kind of work and living our life this way is the days that we don't get it right, we beat ourselves up unmercifully. Um and so don't do that. <laughs> Show yourself some grace when you when you don't get it right and just get back up and 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 try it again and do better the next time because we won't get it right every day all the time. But the I think there's a lot of power and um a lot of praise should go out. For the fact that we're putting the effort in to do it intentionally, so I would just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me here today. This has been an absolute joy. My first podcast, is a wonderful one, and I am looking forward to getting back on here next week and and getting my next one under the belt. And uh, stay tuned. I'll have some folks that will be joining me to uh, to participate in this in this uh, in this experience with me. Everybody, have a great rest of your day, Saturday, and uh, good people. I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Live Empowered. You can connect with me on Facebook at Dr. Lisa Summerhour Live Empowered Institute. If you enjoyed this episode, please recommend Live Empowered with Dr. Lisa Summerhour or my series, Divorce is Not a Destination, to friends and family. Be sure to join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access at firesidechat.com backslash lisasummerhour. Catch replays on Fireside and my YouTube channel, Live Empowered. Until next time, Live Empowered, lead your best self forward.
1: Live on Fireside.